having troubles with adulting, overwhelmed by what adults have on their plate. Stay tuned as Javier and Malvika bring you beginner guides to start solving some of those pesky adult problems. Hi, you're listening to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. I'm Malvika. And I'm Javier. And you're listening to episode 2 of Hashtag Adulting. So in this episode, we'll be talking about housing. Oh my god, we're at an age where like housing is something that we should definitely talk about. So my first question to you is, what kind of housing are you living in right so now? So currently, I live in a condo. Um, what about you? Oh, I live in a HDB. Oh my god, that makes for a very good comparison since we both live in like different types of apartment in Singapore. So, I mean, these are the two most common types in Singapore. So, my question to you is, have you have you been living in a condo all your whole life? Yeah, so it's been about 16 years of living in a condo. Uh, so, I'm very not, I'm not very familiar with how the, the, the environment of an HDB. Do you maybe want to elaborate on that a little bit? Actually, in my opinion, HDBs and condos are not very, very different because... Ultimately, the only difference in my opinion as someone who did not stay in a condo before is that condo has a lot of facilities from your swimming pool, your gym, your function rooms, entertainment room, and I don't know what the heck there is there. But yeah, that's the thing that that's the only difference between a condo and a HDB. Correct me if I'm missing things out. But yeah, what do you think about living in a condo? Yeah, so I agree with you. There's there's a lot of facilities in a, in a condo. So in my condo, there's a pool, there's a gym, there's barbecue pits, there's function rooms, there's a sauna. And I've heard that other condos have even more facilities. So that's obviously a benefit that you have all of this just at like once you leave your doorstep. But apart from that, I would say that um, I personally value the privacy and security that comes with living in a condo. It's all gated and um, nobody can into a property without access cards which uh, which is beneficial but um yeah so that's another thing and then uh yeah so so those are just the two things that that, that i seem to find that i also think is a difference between condo and hdb um do you are you someone that values security and privacy in that sense i mean to me we are living in singapore so to me the added security and privacy is not really a very very big difference i think for me one of the biggest issues with living in a condo is that they tend to be further away from accessible and uh, amenities in the community so for example your community clubs if you do realize most condos are actually at the fringe of ours like mini township or cities how you call it like for example if you're talking about maybe topayo then the condos tend to be at the edge of the topayo which makes them tend to be further away from your MRT stations which, or, and your shopping malls, which is, to me, is a minor inconvenience. Mm, yeah, so that's true. I think a lot of condos are, or at least the older condos, are slightly further away from the MRT stations as compared to HDBs, which I think is a great pro of HDBs is that you have a lot of amenities near you. Like I've been to my friends' houses and they always have hawker centers nearby or grocery stores nearby or even the MRT, which is really, really convenient. But I think now with a lot more MRT lines coming up, I think the country is connected a, a lot better as well. So a lot of condos, in fact, there's a, a new MRT coming outside, right outside my condo as well. What? Right outside yeah. your condo? Oh my God. 
that is so good. Yeah, so so I think that's you know um uh, I mean it, it it could be a benefit to both potentially in the future. Um, but other than that, uh, do you do you find any cons of living in a HDB? I think the biggest cons of living in HDB is definitely sometimes it being too noisy. Especially if you are living near a playground. I think the same goes for condo. But it's just that when you are uh, living in HDB, sometimes the playground is uh, it caters to a bigger crowd of people as compared to a condo. So as a result, the playground might be noisier. Okay, actually I have no data on this to confirm or deny. <laughs> but as someone who lives near a playground, sometimes it tends to get a little noisy because of the kids playing, especially during the evening times when parents go out they bring their kids out to the playground yeah i think this is just one of the minor inconvenience although i'm not sure whether the floor that i live on has something to play because i live on the lower levels yeah so mm-hmm. ultimately i don't see a much the a big difference between condo and hdb except for the prices of condo being like two times the price of hdbs mm, yeah definitely condos are, are really expensive and i also think that um like i said i think the older condos are a lot more spacious and they have and the room the houses are a lot bigger but i think the newer properties definitely are i'm sure they're smaller than hdbs um in terms of the space provided so i think that's another benefit for hdbs is that you get a lot more space for the price you pay um, ultimately you pay by per square feet so i don't think it really mm-hmm. matters that much and uh one thought from me is that uh, for the condos, you mentioned about condos being like smaller in size in recent years. By the same time, HDB has also gotten a smaller in size in recent years. It's um, it's about the same effect. So we can't say that one is better than the other. But yeah. Mm. So I guess there's not much of a difference between the two. Okay, I mean since uh we are like around the age where we are gonna get married and then have a house on our own. Like, will you continue to want to live in a condo for your first apartment, first apartment with your partner? Mm, I don't think so. I think condos are very expensive in that sense, and I don't think unless we're making stacks, we could afford an ap- a condo. Um. So, um, what what are the other options available to newly married couples? One of the options that's most well known is BTO. I mean, nowadays most couples BTO before they even get engaged. In Singapore, like your BTO is your engagement. I mean, that's what my friend said. Because my friend recently got uh managed to get her BTO on her third try. Oh. So, and people were asking her, like, oh, are you engaged already? No, she said no, but I mean the BTO is her engagement on paper because I mean, in a sense, it's like a contract to the government that oh, I'm going to get married in the next four years or so. So how many tries does it usually take? I didn't know it took more. I thought I thought the first time people get their BTOs. No, I have friends who failed like 10 plus times. Oh my god! And, and every year there's only... And is it yearly? No, that is like, there's only a few attempts. I think it's three to four every single year only. I think it's four balloting every year so if you feel like 10 plus time means you feel for three four years oh my god yeah i do have friends who feel for like three four years or even five and six and they still that's why uh, people are nowadays considering resale flat because even if you manage to win the lottery in getting the bto 
there's also another concern about the length of time required to build the BTO. So for example, from the launch of the BTO until completion of BTO, nowadays it's like four or five years, and it can even be up to seven years. I mean, that's definitely one of the downside of the BTO. Yes, you do get cheaper housing. I mean, it is subsidized housing after all, but and on average, it's around 20% cheaper if you compare it to a resale flat, but definitely you do have the downside of having to wait for the BTO. You do, and the thing is that you don't know whether you'll still be your partner with your partner four years down the road. And because of this waiting time, I think more and more couples are like uh, deciding to BTO at our age, which is like, like when you're at uni, yeah. you're three or four, you see your friends are like, oh my God, they're going to BTO. And then you're like, huh? So fast. And, and, and for BTO, um, I've heard that you can't choose where you get the apartment, right? No, so for BTO, you can choose where to ballot. So for example, in the so for example, if there's a launch with four different HDB, so you can choose which area you want to bid for, which project. So then you'll get a queue number. So once you get a queue number, if if you you manage to if there's still flat when your queue number is reached, then yes, you can go for down to for flat selection to see whether which flat you want. But Usually, you don't even get a, get a queue number if you're going by the normal occurrence. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because it can be as bad as maybe 20 people fighting for one slot, that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, so BTO is not as easy to get as people think. Unless you want, for example, new developments such as Tengna. There are some more unpopular options that the ratio tends to be around 2 to 1 or 3 to 1, which is considered very, very good because on average, it means that uh, you'll get your acute number on average uh, uh, like once every two to three times. Okay, okay. So so you, you ballot for a location and you don't ballot for in general? Yeah, you ballot for the project. So for example, you want Red Hill. Oh my God, Red Hill is so popular. You Yeah. Yeah, you can try oh, so it out. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I recently we also saw the Rochelle one, which is, even though it's under the new model, it, it is still very hot, oversubscribed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so I guess now I understand why a lot of people go for resale. But but are there any cons for going for resale? There's definitely very big cons in terms of uh, when going for resale, which is definitely the pricing. Mm-hmm. For example, if you want a house in maybe Red Hill, it can maybe cost up to 900000 800000 so ultimately, resale is around 20% more expensive than your BTO if assuming the same location. So that's why some people might not want to go for resale. Because if your income is already not very high, you are not willing to pay that 20% premium, which can easily amount to 100000 200000 Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay, going back to the question, will you want to have a BTO or resale flat? I think I would still stick to my... I, I, I know that it takes a very long waiting time, but I think I would still stick to the idea that I will BTO. Um, this is also because I know that when you get a BTO, the, the flat apartment is brand new, so renovation becomes a lot easier. Whereas in a resale, you might have to dismantle any um, previous fixtures done by previous owners or things like that, which, which is extra expenses. Um, moreover, BTOs are highly subsidized, if I'm not wrong, right? Yep. And, and, and you mentioned the cost of the resale is a lot more. 
and on this topic of like furnishing, right? That's where condo actually has a plus point because it tends to come partially furnished. So for mm. example, they will give uh, some of our condos come with a stove, comes with uh, aircon. But of course, that differs from development to development. But uh, the one of the perks of condo is definitely saving on the furnishing. But in my opinion, it is a downside because I prefer the fully customizable of a new BTO. Because in a BTO, the bare minimum is provided and you have a lot of flexibility with how you want to do things with your interior designer. But of course, your renovation will definitely be much more expensive. I've heard of friends spending upwards of 100k to, for their renovations alone. Oh my god. And, and that's for BTO and not for resale, is it? Yeah, that's for BTO. And think about it. The 100k has to be cash. So you definitely have to start saving early. Oh my god. Wow. That's quite scary to me. No, it's ultimately dependent on what you want. Because uh, I, as someone who is in working, I mean like uh, working mostly in the media industry, I do have a lot of friends in the media industry who wants Instagrammable homes and a lot of features that, you know, hmm. not very cheap. Okay, okay. Uh, which is why the renovations of my friends' houses tends to be on the higher side because it's not simple in design, definitely. It's definitely things that, a lot of features that, for example, they want like marble towels or stuff like that. I have no idea how to judge how expensive it is, but yeah, the, sometimes the, the house is just so amazing, but it's so expensive. Mm. And I've also heard that qualifying for a resale is a lot easier than qualifying for big deal. Uh, that- it's not really about qualifying or not. So for example, if you uh if you and uh, you and your partner, you can go for a big deal straight away. Okay. I mean that's not really a requirement. It's just that there's different grants available depending on like for example, there's the enhanced housing grant which is available for BTO. Okay. I mean, that's why people say it's cheaper. It's because there are more grants available for BTO. And it's also cheaper, like before you take the grants into consideration. Oh, okay. Because I was reading online and I found that for BTO, there's an income ceiling and, and there's a limit on past purchases. Oh, as well. you mentioned that. Yes, yes, yes. There's a limit on past purchases and there's also an income ceiling. So for... Uh, BTO, there's the income ceiling of 14000 for the couple. Yeah. And for, if you want to go talk about executive condominium EC, uh, then there's a ceiling of, if I'm not wrong, it's $16,000. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want condo, you can always consider executive condominiums. Although, I think in recent years, the prices of executive condominiums and normal condominiums are pretty much a neck and neck. Uh, there's a very minute difference nowadays. Hmm. What what's the difference between an executive condominium and, and other housing types? So executive condominiums are like BTOs. It's just you BTO for a condo. You know, it's not really BTO. It's like it it functions, sorry, correction. Uh it is like a executive condominium is like normal condominiums where you walk in and you can select your unit and buy. So it's like if the show flats are around the same, it's like how your buying a condominium works. It's just that they have extra grants and they have ceilings income ceiling okay yeah this is the biggest difference between executive condominium and condominium 
but the facilities and everything else are the same. It still depends on the development to development basis. Oh, okay. Because ultimately, not all condos have a swimming pool, and yeah, mm. like not all condominiums have a tennis court. So yeah, you have to see the development what they offer. For example, oh. there was one that I went uh recently that uh, offered like it was a executive condominium. It offered uh telehealth services. Oh. So like yeah, it's a very new concept. Then it offers courses for your kids to go like soccer courses and stuff like that. So cost credits. That's the bad, like that's the it's a package that comes along with buying the house. That's interesting. That seems like a very good deal. But the houses are not cheap, you know. It was like I think for forum flats, it was around one point something million. Okay. I I don't even think it's forum. I think it's three room. But yeah, the prices of condominiums are definitely not cheap in Singapore. Even if you talk about executive condominiums, I mean, some of the some people would say that you buy a BTO first, then after the minimum occupancy period of five years. You sell the video, then you upgrade to executive condominium, which is what yeah. one of my relatives did. But I do not like the idea because newer condos are definitely much smaller in size, and yeah, there's the lack of flexibility. Mm, and I, I would like to say that actually, last time I would would love to choose BTO uh a lot. I mean, I would say I for certain I want BTO because I like the flexibility. But in recent years, the way of building has uh, BTOs has changed. So nowadays, you might not be able to knock down every single wall that uh, unlike last time. Last in the past, you can you can knock down any wall that is not structural in nature. But in recent years, from what I heard, is that you are not able to knock down any single wall you want, and you because every single wall is structural nowadays. So you can't like for example make your living room bigger by knocking down one of the walls to the rooms and stuff like that, yeah. And my biggest concern is that uh the rooms are getting smaller, mm-hmm. so small that you can only fit a bed and a study table and a wardrobe and you can't walk. Yeah, yeah. That that, that was the thing that I noticed with like newer BTOs nowadays, which is kind of annoying because it, unlike my current, I mean, I I do love my current house layout in that my living room is so spacious that I can put. Table tennis table inside. I can put a pool table inside, and there's no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what what sort of housing would you go for in the future? Since you said you you don't prefer BTO anymore. I would have to depend on my partners, which is because <laughs> I'm. But ultimately, my own thought is that I would not go for a condominium because I don't value the. Uh, addition the benefits that, for example, like amenities. I do not swim. I do not use the tennis court. And even if I use the tennis court, I can go to the community center. I mean, the amenities aren't really worth the additional cost on the video, on a on a video. Most likely, I'll definitely still go for video, but resale is not out of the option list because ultimately it depends on my partner and. Where do you want to live? I even thought of like going to Johor to live before, you know. <laughs> and then drive in for work. No, I was like, no, as I grew older, I was like, oh, that doesn't sound like a very feasible <laughs> idea. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Now, now with nowadays, I work from home. Think about it. Oh yeah. No, but I'm just joking. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing like COVID and you gone this. <laughs> mm. 
So yeah, I was definitely joking around when I when I told my professor that. I mean, cause uh uh one one uh there was once that I was taking a module, then the professor was asking like uh what would you so the professor asked a question, uh what questions would you ask if the MRT breakdown? Then I told the prof uh the question I would ask is uh would I want to go move to Malaysia instead? Because if the MRT is breaking down, then I can get a car cheaper in Malaysia. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, that was a joke, by the way, guys. I was just asking stupid questions in class. I'll follow that. Okay. Um. So I think we've covered pretty the pros and cons of pretty much all the types of housing available. No, right? there's still landed property. It's just that we do not have much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we're the best. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, to summarize, right? Uh, BTO is definitely one of the it. The BTO is the cheapest option, and it's something that couples can consider if they have already decided like their life partner at a younger age, and you are willing to wait out the four to maybe seven years, and of or maybe your income isn't that high to make, want to consider a resale flat because ultimately with the current uh mortgage servicing ratio it might not be able to be as i mean it might also take you a long time to save up in order to hit the mortgage servicing ratio if you are not earning a high income so then as for resale flat it's definitely worth considering if you want to settle with your partner at a at a much earlier time so for example if you want to set start moving in with your partner in the next one to two years then maybe resale is something that you should be considering something that you should be looking at and don't forget, re- renovations can take upwards of, of three months to even six or nine months, depending on how much work you want to uh, put into your house. So it's something that you... Uh, housing is definitely something that you have to plan. Ultimately, it is a big ticket purchase. And even if you choose to have a condo on the, f- on the first try, do make sure that you are not overburdening yourself with the uh, debt because ultimately the mortgage is going to be pretty high for a condominium yeah i mean if you don't know right my friend's house i think is 500 000 plus her mortgage is 2 point something k a month oh. okay. yeah i mean and that's something that i mean we sometimes don't think about like we want a condo or something but can we afford it and it's not a matter of can we afford it even if we can afford it and we, even if we max out our total service debt servicing ratio are we willing to put in that much money because maybe one financial disaster can easily wipe you out. Are you financially ready? Then that is where financial literacy really comes to play. Like how to manage your debts, how to manage your payments. These are all stuff that you should be picking up. And if you don't know the importance of financial literacy yet, do do watch our previous episode. Yes, and so I mean, I would like to conclude that choosing a house is definitely not easy choice. So do take some time to discuss with your partner and maybe even if it takes one or two months before coming to a decision, I think it is wise to think through all your options before you finally settle on the one that you want with your partner. And ultimately, respect your partner because your partner is the one that will be living with you for the rest of the life. So if your partner not happy with your choice and you all can't like reach an agreement now, uh, I think your life is going to be quite miserable in the next... Uh, I don't know how many years you're living, uh, but yeah... <laughs> Yeah, so I think that about sums up this week's episode. So 
I, I think that about concludes this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode, which we'll be releasing next Friday. Thank you. Bye. Bye.